From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to Ohio Sports Magazine. Mike Francois is a former national champion and Arnold Classic champion, also a certified personal trainer and an International Federation of Bodybuilders professional. He's nationally recognized, and he's right here in Ohio. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, my goodness. You are a very impressive gentleman, let me tell you. <laughs> Today, uh, we, Yeah, let my, let my wife know that. <laughs> I, I'll be sure. I'll send, I'll send yeah, a memo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, today we uh, have a couple of things to talk about with you, specifically coming up on June 17th in the Columbus, Ohio area. In the Marriott in Dublin is the venue for the Mike Francois Classic. For, for people that maybe have never been exposed to the world of bodybuilding, Mike, what, what is the first thing you want someone to know? You know, I think the biggest thing is that you see these, these contests, even you know, the Arnold Classic or some, some world-level type competition, you know, the people that are competing um, at, the, at the top level, most of the time that is their life. But people that get into our show and do similar shows, you know, it's just, a, a, I guess, a broad range of people. We have doctors, lawyers, nurses, housewives, um, manual labor people, students, people from every walk of life. So I think a lot of times people think that it's just that's what these people do kind of a meathead type you know it's that old stereotype but it's not that at all um especially the spectators because it's usually family members and they come from every walk of life of course so i think that's the number one thing i think that's important for people to uh to know um that it's just such a wide spectrum of people that um you know spectate the show and compete in the show as well if someone has never been to a bodybuilding competition as a spectator, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is fascinating. It is thrilling. And this would be a great opportunity to to check one out. Again, Saturday, June 17th at the Marriott on Blazer Parkway in Dublin. Uh, tell us a little more. You're going to have both men and women competing, right, Mike, and in several right. categories? Yes. So for the men, we have bodybuilding, um, physique, and classic physique. And for the women... Uh, we have um, figure, bikini, um, and wellness uh, division, which is something new, and then also uh, physique. So it's quite a range uh, for both uh, men and women. It's really changed, too. When I started competing back in the early 90s, um, it was just bodybuilding for men and women. And now it's, you know, all those things I just listed. So it's gotten more specific, which draws, you know, obviously a different group of people. Um, bodybuilding is one that you have to have, a lot of times it's harder to get that muscle size quickly. So guys who want to compete in that would, would, um, you know, probably start out in some of these other divisions where you don't have to be as developed or as definitely as muscular. Um, and for the women, kind of the same thing with the bikini, it's not as, um, the training still, you know, you still train, do all that, but it's just a little less muscle, a little less hardness and things that you're looking for. So, um, it kind of changes from category to category. And as you develop, you know, it kind of goes with you as far as the division that, that you'd enter. Can you give us kind of a, an overview of the different, you sort of have touched on it, but, you know, when you're talking about the different categories, say in the women's division. Right. right. From from the wellness or the bikini to something that's maybe a little more advanced? Right. So, yeah, bikini would be, you know, not quite, because they're very, in shape, don't get me wrong at all, but but the the muscularity isn't going to be what it would be in the women's physique or really in the wellness division either. Wellness is kind of a, a combination. If you're not familiar with it all, it's kind of hard to conceive. But uh, um, 
what it, what it is exactly, but it's just more muscle and less body fat um, would be more of the, the bodybuilding, or I guess it's in this case, physique type body or wellness. And then the bikini would be a little less muscle and still in great shape, but not quite as hard and dense muscle wise as the other two categories. Regardless of the category, one thing that is obvious upon first taking a look at the competitors on stage is that these people work very hard and employ a ton of discipline to get to that stage. Can you kind of, as someone who's been doing this a long time and has been running this competition or these types of competitions, Mike, can you sort of give us an idea of, of what's involved in, you know, it, from the time commitment to obviously there's a specific way people are eating and, of course, the training right. commitment to get there? Yeah, okay, you hit it right, 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 hit it on the head. It's, it's the, the nutrition part that really is the most difficult thing for people and also the key to it all. I think nutrition and the diet is, you know, 75 to 80% of the battle. Um, and it's really, it, it becomes a mental challenge more than a physical challenge because we can do it. There's no doubt our bodies can, can do it, but the, the mental part of not eating when other people are, or people are having cookouts or parties or whatever, and you can't eat the food. You have to bring your own food, that type of thing. So it's, um, that's one of the major, major things, um, in, in competing. And also obviously you're getting to the gym, you're doing that, you're not skipping. Um, it's a dedication. That's why it's a sport that, like you said earlier, um, you know, a lot of people haven't seen it, um, but want that same look, right? So it becomes a, a thing where you have to get into the gym. It's important, but the nutrition is the first step and, and really the one big step that people have to, uh, um, hold true to, or, or it's going to be very difficult for them. So, but the more you do it, um, the easier it becomes because you see the results. And then when you can see in the mirror and see the results, it makes it much easier to do. It's kind of like taking a test, you know, you, you get A's on everything and, and all of a sudden learning's more fun than it used to be when I wasn't getting A's. So, um, but that, that, I think the nutrition is number one. The training is a big part of it, but, but I've seen people who hit their nutrition on the head. Everything's perfect. And they train hard, but not real, real hard, and they look great. And I've seen people, on the other hand, that train their rear ends off, but uh, don't eat right, and they just never look as good. So that's the major, major things. It comes down to, to that discipline, and it's not just the big huge you know once a year the arnold comes to columbus and we all know that oh there's bodybuilders here there are bodybuilders all over the state of ohio there are competitions happening all over the state of ohio and again this one's coming up in just a few weeks the mike francois classic in dublin outside of columbus and it's open to the public for spectators we have uh, information that we can share coming up about how you can get your tickets to go and take a look and also, I want to delve a little deeper, Mike, into your history because you have a very impressive resume. We have all that and more coming up when we return. Common Man and T-Bone. I will fix this. I will fix You're it not next. You're going to fix anything. Yeah, I will fix it. There's a very have... clear explanation and answer to this. Which is? I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Give it to, you. give it to you. Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by the Hinderer Motor Company. We days three to six on the fan. Hey. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. We're talking with Mike Francois. He is a Columbus, Ohio-based former national champion. He has been a champion in the Arnold Classic, a certified personal trainer, and a bodybuilding professional nationally recognized. Mike knows his stuff when it comes to bodybuilding. A lot of people may not 
be that familiar with the world of bodybuilding, but you sure do know it when you see it. And a chance to see it in person is coming up on Saturday, June 17th, when the Mike Francois Classic is happening in Columbus, actually in the Dublin area at the Marriott on Blazer Parkway. And tickets are available. Go to Mike's website. It's MikeFrancois.com. That is F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. All of the information about the competition, about how you can get tickets to go see it, or if perhaps you're a competitor who would like to get in on that action, it's all right there for you. And Mike, you have a really impressive resume. You have done a lot in the world of bodybuilding, in the world of fitness. Talk to us about how you got your start. Well, um, I, as far as weightlifting, I got started in high school just for sports. Um, I grew up in Iowa, and I was involved in pretty much every sport. Um, so I lifted weights as much as I could just to get stronger for that reason. And then I got her playing football my senior year, and, and so I couldn't play college football. And I started thinking about things to do. Um, I was actually studying to be a Catholic priest uh, for seven years. And um, uh, and during that time, I lived... I, Competed in the show just a little bit before I went to the seminary, thinking I won't ever do it again. And then I was in my seventh of eight years studying, and I met a girl, fell in love, can't be a Catholic priest, and be married. So chose the, the uh, relationship, and we've been married now for 31 years. Um, uh, but I started having more time then to lift and to work out. And so people say, hey, she still compete. So I, I got in some contests, and just one thing led to another, and, and I was lucky enough to went at the national level and then turned pro. And then, um, then I was making my living from doing that. And then I eventually, unfortunately, um, got colitis and, uh, that pretty much put an end. I had my colon removed. And so that pretty much put an end to my career as far as competing. But then since then, like you've said, I, uh, train people and then we run our contests and have other things to do. And so that's kind of how it evolved for me. We've talked a little about the the level of discipline, the level of commitment that it takes to get involved in a bodybuilding competition. If someone wants to set that goal, what is a good first step for them? Um, I think just research it on the internet. Um, you know, look at kind of where they want to go with it because if they want to be a bodybuilder, it's one kind of direction to go or physique um, or classic physique, different categories. So kind of decide where they want to go with it. But you know, first and foremost. It's not that different from just working out. You're just working out to gain muscle, which pretty much everyone, every guy I know pretty much is in the gym and women too. But um, uh, guys um, specifically for bodybuilding want to put on more muscle than they would for the other categories. So that's where I would start and look around the gym and see the, see, look at the guys that are big and see what they're doing. And, uh, you know, or if you're a woman, look at the person who has the shapely physique that you want to, you want to emulate and, and, uh, and to see what they're doing and kind of watch them. I still learn, I still learn other exercises and some things from being in the gym and looking around and paying attention and, you know, researching it. So, um, I think any of those things and all those things would be good for someone to do if they're just wanting to get started in it. What is the, what is the apex of competition for someone in this world? Is there say a, a super bowl, if you will, of, yeah. of this sport? There sure is. I think it's the Arnold classic. And then above and beyond that is a Mr. Olympia. So, um, that's, you know, made famous by Arnold and, and his victories at the, at the, um, Olympia, but it's, it's, it's the apex. It's the number one thing as far as, you know, the competition at the Arnold classic is usually very similar. Certain years it is and other years it's not, but, um, there's been years where it's pretty much exactly the same people in both, but, but the Mr. Olympia is always probably going to be the number one thing. And that's hard for me to say being here in Columbus, but, but it's true. But, you know, 
at the, at the same time, every year I competed in the Arnold um, or was around it, they treat the athletes really well. So, you know, different shows, the Olympia, um, the competition might be a little stiffer there. Um, but I think the Arnold always treated us, you know, better. So it has its ups and downs. And also, you know, some things just have, you know, are, I guess, uh, different in the way they treated people. And so that's part of it, too. No, I have to ask because I think, you know, there could be misconceptions in the competition world in bodybuilding. Are are there techniques that are not allowed? Are there, say, substances people shouldn't use? Because I think there might be a a propensity for people to say, oh, well, of course, he's probably taking steroids or, or whatever. Is is I that mean, something that's that's out there? I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely out there. You're going to have people anytime, whether, you know, quite honestly, whether it's bodybuilding, it's baseball, it's football or whatever, you're going to have people that are trying to bend the rules or go around the rules or if it just even in the rules. So sometimes the shows aren't even tested. Um, you know, there's ones that are natural. There's ones that are just, you know, kind of the honor system, hoping people are, not, are, are natural or some just don't even test. So um, and leave it up to the individual to decide whether it's right for them or not to do on the moral level or health level in general. It's absolutely something that you could see out there, but in, for the most part, do you find that a lot of the athletes tend to take more of a natural approach? I think they do. Um, you know, there's so many. I don't know if you, I think you probably do follow all the different supplements that are out there now. Um, and we're learning. I, there's so much information, and there's more and more information every day about the best things, because this thing is all about recovery. It's about going into the gym, hitting the muscle as hard as you can, tearing them. Everybody thinks you grow in the gym. You might get a pump, but you don't grow. You actually are tearing the muscle down. And then when you're recovering outside of the gym or when you eat, when you sleep, that's, that's when your muscle actually grows. So everything in the supplement industry is about recovery and energy to work out because people take these pre contrast or pre-workout drinks, which I never, never really did. Um, but, um, so it's about having enough energy to really work out hard, and that's nutrition, that's rest, that's everything. Um, it's supplements, but it's um, the, the main thing is the recovery process, and that's why you know, all these different supplements, branch chain aminos, essential amino acids, um, creatine, all those things that you can get at any health food store are um, about recovery. It really is a fascinating world, and for anyone who would like to check it out, again, Saturday, June 17th, the Mike Francois Classic at the Marriott in Dublin, outside of Columbus. MikeFrancois.com is the website for your tickets, for all of your information. Mike, you are available as a personal trainer as well, right? Yes, yep. They can get a hold of me right through my my website as well with that, Um, or just at Mike at MikeFrancois.com. Email me if they would like to talk about it or, or are thinking about or have any questions regarding the show or anything training-wise. Fabulous. Well, I thank you so much for your time today, for your expertise and information. This has been a really enlightening conversation about bodybuilding. No, I truly appreciate it, Kate. It was uh, fun. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Are you starting to question your gambling or the actions of someone you love? It may be time to talk to someone who understands. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline today and talk to a trained specialist. There's no judgment and no commitment. Plus, it's completely free and confidential. We're here for you. You are not alone. And remember, we all have the power to change with the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio. Make the call today. Call the Problem Gambling Helpline of Ohio at 1-800-589-9966. 
Do you or any of your family members, neighbors, or friends own a property that you just want to be done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. Would it be convenient for you to take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. Call 614-470-2000. That's 614-470-2000. As much as we say we love nature, when it comes to bugs, eh, not so much. When it comes to trees, the Ohio chapter of the International Society of Arboriculture wants you to know that most insects are not harmful to trees, especially if their populations are small. There are exceptions to that, but don't forget, every insect has a predator that's just looking to make it a meal. So sometimes it's just good to let nature take care of itself. If you're concerned about insects and your trees, find an ISA certified arborist near you at treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from the Ohio News Network. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Here's a few helpful reminders about work etiquette. Don't reheat that leftover fish in the microwave. Please use your indoor voice on the phone. Be mindful of your coworkers. Don't vape. Just like smoking. In Ohio, vaping in public places is illegal, including restaurants, cafes, and bars. Call 1-866-559-OHIO to learn more or report a violation about the vaping. With the microwave fish, you're on your own. A message from the Ohio Department of Health. Fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. We're talking with Brian Plasters. He's visited us before here on Ohio Sports Magazine, and that's because there's a lot happening outdoors in Ohio this time of year. Brian's the communications manager for the Ohio Division of Wildlife under the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. Hi again, Brian. Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me on. We are going to talk about fishing today, aren't we? Yes, fishing is a very, very popular in Ohio, and we're always happy to talk about fishing at the Ohio Division of Wildlife. Okay, so for those who may not be as familiar, is there a specific season during which people are supposed to be fishing? I know fishing licenses are necessary. Kind of give us an overview. How does that work? So the great thing about fishing is that uh, there is there is no real season for it. Uh, you can fish every day, all day. Um, as much as you want to get out and fish, you can go fishing. You can go in the summer when it's when it's nice and warm. You can go in the winter when it's you know if if, a, if, if the ice, if the lakes have frozen over, you can go ice fishing, um, and it's safe. Uh, so so fishing is really is really an activity that you can you can go all all day every day. And that's why uh, it's, it's very popular here in Ohio. Uh, a lot of people love to fish. 
we see we see people at our lakes um, all the time, weekends, holidays, even during the week. Uh, you know, people fishing at night, people fishing during the day, people fishing, getting up early and going. Um, so, so that being said, um, spring fishing is popular because the, the fish are starting to wake up a little bit from the from the winter and and. They're starting to be more active. The, the water temperature is warming up as the as the air temperature warms up, and that that creates uh, more activity from the fish. They want to feed more. They want to get out. Uh, they want to, they're more aggressive in the spring. So that's really why uh, it it becomes more popular in the spring. You start to see more people at the lakes and at the rivers out fishing. So fishing licenses, there was recently some news about licenses going on sale for this year with the Ohio Division of Wildlife. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, to fish public waters in Ohio, you, you do need a fishing license. Uh, if you're under, uh, or that's only for 16, if you're 16 and older. So if you're under 16, you do not need a license. Um, a fishing license for one year for a resident, for an Ohio resident is $25. You can get a one-day license for $14, and we also have different options. Uh, we have options for non-residents. We have options for seniors, and then we have uh, lots of different multi-year or lifetime licenses available as well. So uh, if, if you want to go out and if you want to get out fishing and you're going to go to a public water, and that's any kind of river or uh, any kind of lake, uh, such as like maybe Buckeye Lake or Indian Lake or Lake Erie, of course, the Ohio River, then uh, a license is required. Okay, fair enough. And um, there is a special weekend in June during which uh, fishing is completely free. That's correct. So on June 17th and 18th, we have Ohio Free Fishing Days. And that's uh, on those two dates only. It's a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, Ohio residents uh, can get out and fish without a license. That's any. That's all public waters. Um, you know, uh, size and fish limits still apply, so... So those regulations still apply, but you can get out and experience it, take someone new, uh, just to try it for a day. If you want to try it and without a license, you can you can fish any public water in Ohio. And that is Father's Day weekend also, important to remember. So for those planning ahead, make a note of that on the calendar. It could be a great activity with Dad. So you've That's mentioned true. the lakes, Brian, and, and the streams and the rivers. What... Um, what are we looking for when we're, when we're fishing in these different bodies of water? What kind of fish species are out there for the taking? Wow. So Ohio is blessed to have so many different species of fish to, to target. And depending on how deep you want to go down this hole, there's all sorts of stuff. So we have catfish that are very popular. We have walleye that's popular, uh, largemouth and smallmouth bass, which are popular, uh, sawgai which are a cross between a walleye and a sauger, and they're, they're made in Ohio's hatcheries, and we, we stock those in lakes. Um, and a lot of people love uh, just panfish, so like bluegill or crappie or something like that. Um, that's the beauty of, that's another beauty of fishing. Not only can you do it all year, but there's always going to be something that's going to be biting. So uh, right now, early, early spring, uh, a lot of people are, are going after uh, bluegill and crappie. A lot of people are going after largemouth bass and smallmouth bass. And, of course, sawguy. Are, are always biting throughout the year. It seems like a very sort of zen sort of a pursuit. I know a lot of people fish for the relaxation, and I think depending on how you approach it, you probably could find it to be sort of that, that therapeutic uh, moment of calm and quiet 
in the day if, if you take the time out to go fishing. What do you hear from Ohio fisher people that they <laughs> enjoy the most about, about fishing Ohio's waters? That's definitely a huge part of it. It is definitely a relaxing activity. It's, you know, you're out in the, you're out in nature, you're, you're up against, uh, or you're out on a boat or you're, you're on a shoreline and, uh, you know, the, the water's calm and you see and hear things that you don't typically see maybe from your house. You know, you see the wide open water and you see, you hear birds and you see birds that you don't normally see. And then, you know, it's, it's the, it's the passion of going out and, and seeing what you can pull out of the lake essentially. And so it's always a challenge. It's always a new, each day is a new challenge when you're fishing and, and, uh, trying to see what you can, what's in the lake, what can you pull out? And, but not only that, you're, you're out in nature. Um, you're watching the birds. Uh, so I will tell you a quick story. Um, some people, when they're fishing, they, they like to also bird while they're fishing also. So they, they like to see that they keep a list of the birds that they, they're, they're, they're watching too. So, um, if you've ever been at a lake and, um, I was just at Buckeye Lake uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and a bald eagle flew over and it's 50 feet over my head. And if you've ever been that close to a bald eagle, you know, it's a huge bird. Wow. And so, you know, right. So that adds to the, adds to definitely adds to the ambiance and the, 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 uh, the experience. And it, it's just, it all wraps up in a nice package. Well, you don't have to say any more to me. I'm going to go get a fishing pole right now and release some stress out into the water. <laughs> For sure, definitely. Brian Plasters with the Ohio Division of Wildlife and the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. They have all of the information online for you. If you're looking to get your fishing license for this spring and summer or perhaps some other information, ohiodnr.gov is the place to go for all of that and more. Brian, thanks again for stopping by to chat with us here on Ohio Sports Magazine. We know we can always count on you for the good wildlife stuff, and uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Yeah, and please get out and go fishing. Uh, you know, it's right now, May is just around the corner, and uh, the water is heating up, the, the fishing is heating up, and, and get out and try it. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. The Buckeye Show. My heart's in California, <laughs> where Bronny is, and it's yeah. said that he's coming to the Midwest to play in Columbus. I would be happy. Who wouldn't be happy? The Buckeye Show. Sponsored by CareSource. Weeknights at 6 on The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. It's time to talk Cleveland Browns football with Tyvis Powell from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And our Eric Reeser. Talking with Tyvis Powell, former Ohio State and NFL player. 2023 NFL draft is in the books. Tyvis, of course, the Browns' first round pick was used on Deshaun Watson in that deal with Houston. Second round pick went to New York in exchange for Elijah Moore, the wide receiver from the Jets. In total, four offensive players, three defensive players for Cleveland. How do you think the Browns did coming out of the draft last week? Well, I mean, obviously, with the first-round pick, you being Deshaun Watson, and your second-round pick is Elijah Moore, you're winning right there. Let's just start off by saying that. Uh, but when we get to their actual picks of the draft, with with the third round going to Cedric Tillman and Ika, I thought those two were key, were key positions that you need. Obviously, you know, Cedric Tillman brings a different type of – receivers bring us a, a type of different type of ability to the receivers room. He's more bigger and he's more physical than the rest of those guys. And that's something that you need on that offense, especially, you know, a guy that can go up and 
fight to get the ball and fight for yards after contact. A lot of people don't really recognize his name because he got hurt last season. But he was a huge deal when he was with Tennessee. You know, in 20, I think it was 21, you know, when he went up against that great Georgia defense, he, he gave them 200 yards. So he got the ability to play. A lot of people forget him because of Jalen Hyatt, one of the Belitnikoff, and was just the the guy last year. But I think he's very productive. Then you think about Ika, you know, he's what three? I think he's three thirty-five or three fifty-five, something like that. You know, obviously, you think when you see hear a guy that big in size, you think, okay, he's another run stopper. But he actually has pass rush ability, and he brings energy. I watched. Uh, him on the uh, Browns daily yesterday, and he, they were t- Nathan was talking to him, and he was just talking about how he likes to likes to dance and likes to be have a bunch of energy, and I think that's something that a defense always needs. You feed off of that energy, so he provides that. That's going to be a spark that they need. Couple areas of need that the Browns addressed in the fourth round. Um, one that was a surprise, I think, Tyvis Powell with uh, Dewan De- Jones, offensive tackle from Ohio State, falling to the Browns with the 111th overall selection. What did you make of Dewan falling out of the first and the second and the third rounds, and what do you think of his landing spot with the Browns in round four? Well, Dewan, you know, when you hear about, you know, why he might may have slipped, you know, obviously the weight was a, a lot of concerns, and then, you know, he went to the he went to senior day, or not senior, the senior bowl, where, you know, he went up against some of these DNs, some of these quicker guys, and he dominated in day one. But then he stopped practicing after that. You know, he's like, okay, I showed enough. But teams want to see more. They want to see consistency. They don't want to see if you could just do it one time. They already know you could do it one time. They want to see can you consistently do it. And he didn't He didn't provide that. Then he refused to work out. So it, it uh, let people believe that, you know, his weight slipped a little bit. I think the Browns see him and understand that, hey, you can't teach size. And we have one of the best offensive line coaches in the game, Bill Callahan, and I think he's going to get the best out of him. And I think that's why they took him. You think about the fact that Jedrick Wills, yeah, they picked up his fifth-year option, but they're not 100% sure if they're going to be with him, remain with him as a left tackle or Jack Conklin gets hurt quite often. So you need a guy that you can come in there and depend on, and he can be that guy. I think, like I said, they're just trusting Bill to be able to get the best out of him. Sticking with the offensive line, Tyvis, uh, the sixth round with the 190th overall selection, the Browns took Luke Whipler, center from Ohio State. Just what can you tell listeners that might not be familiar with his skill set? And kind of a surprise, I think, to a lot of Ohio State fans that Whipler decided to put his name into the NFL draft. What should and what can Browns fans expect from him in his first season? Like you'd mentioned Bill Callahan and that develop that development that he's able to do. When could they expect Whipler to be a contributor for the Cleveland Browns offense? Well, I think he definitely has some growing to do. I mean, he, obviously he left early from the Buckeyes. He probably should have stayed another year to benefit from that. But he's a guy that was dependable. He was very smart. He's the apex of that offensive line, was able to call out protections and make sure that everybody was on the same page. So you're getting a guy that's very dependable in there at center. Obviously, you know, with Nick Harris coming off of this injury, we're not 100% sure what he would be. He was going to be the guy, but now Ethan Polshick come in there and he obviously had an incredible season, and they decide to re-sign him. And I'm pretty sure he's the starting center coming into this year. You got to build some depth, build some some uh, some depth at the position. Obviously, you know when Nick went down, it was kind of on the bull rush move. You know that's a little bit concerning. So Luke is a guy that can come in there. Obviously, he's got the fresh legs. He understands how to command an offense and understand how to call out protections. I think that Bill will get the best out of him as well. Um, Ohio State has a history of having good offensive lines, so 
I think that he's all, his foundation and his fundamentals are already good. He just needs to learn more and get more reps in the NFL, and I think he will develop into a, a quality starter in this league. And finally, what did you think of the Browns taking a quarterback, UCLA's Dorian Thompson-Robinson, in the fifth round? Oh, Eric, I predicted that. I, and I predicted it was going to be him. I said, I said that, actually. I said, they're going to take DTR. I mean, you got to – yeah, Deshaun's going to be here for a while, and you don't plan on anything happening to him. But let's just say he, you know, breaks a shoelace and needs to come out. You want to be able to have a guy in there that can also have the exact same skill set as the starting quarterback. So you don't have to necessarily change your playbook. So many times that the backup quarterback is a guy that doesn't have the same skill set as the starter as far as scrambling ability. You can hear him on the Cleveland Browns radio network as well as on ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus. He is the former Buckeye and NFLer Tyvis Powell. Thanks so much for your time, bud. Thank you. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Calling all crew fans. Join us every week for Inside the Crew. It's a show about soccer. Tuesday night at 9. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for the Columbus Crew, the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to discuss Cincinnati Reds baseball and hear from Jeff Carr of Locked on Reds. Jeff Carr, the host of Locked on Reds, joins us on this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Jeff, thanks for a few minutes. Let's start with the trade that happened as we record this here on Wednesday afternoon. Right-handed pitcher Chase Anderson going to Tampa Bay for cash. Anderson had been a triple-A Louisville. Are there any implications in your mind in this trade for the Reds? I thought Chase Anderson coming into the season was kind of just a break glass in case of emergency pitcher. Um, probably like the sixth or seventh or, or even eighth guy down there in AAA. So, you know, if there were some injuries that were happening or if guys just really weren't figuring it out, then he could be a guy that would come up and help the Reds. But honestly, I mean, looking at some of the struggles that we've seen from Luke Weaver and Luis Sessa, I don't know that Chase Anderson was really going to improve all that much on that. Plus, there was a, a clause in the minor league contract that Chase Anderson had that on Monday he could opt out of that. Mm-hmm. So, this was the Reds trying to get anything possible that they could instead of just uh, letting him walk. So, I think at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of guys in AAA that are, are working through some stuff and hopefully going to make the major leagues here soon. And I would love to see them um, instead of seeing Chase Anderson anyway. Jeff, as we record this, the Reds trying to make it three straight series wins. They swept Texas, Oakland, and they're going for a series win over San Diego today. What do you view as the key kind of to their predominant winning ways here the last few series, last week and a half or so? Just about the timely pitching and Mm -hmm. solid hitting with runners in scoring position. Uh, They've had trouble with the power side of things this year. Not a whole lot of home runs to speak of, but... It's been the ability of the big three starting pitchers of Ladolo Green and Ashcraft to limit the opposition in scoring. And then the bullpen really has played much better than I think people would expect, especially over the last couple of years. It's been very widely known that the Reds' bullpen has needed some help and they just haven't given it any. Well, the guys that, you know, end of last season have kind of taken a step forward in that bullpen. Uh, so far this year, and then when you get enough 
hitting, uh, th- this pitching staff will be able to shut down the opposition lineup, even if it is a Padres lineup that I'm pretty sure – uh, their lineup as a whole probably makes twice as much as the Reds' entire payroll. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, a couple of thoughts in that sweep over Oakland. Of course, that was three games. It takes you back to 90 if you remember the World Series, obviously. But the way that this team finished the month of April compared to the way that last April went, what a huge, I guess, just a bump of momentum for David Bell's team going into this month of May, right? Oh, absolutely, and it, and it was it was close to a sweep. They ended up taking two out of three. Oakland got them in that last game there, but no, it definitely. I mean, it, it was a good sign there at the end of the month, and I thought that you know ESPN gave their grades for every major league team at the end of April, and they gave the Reds a D plus. And I'm like, well, sure. In the in the if you're looking through a lens of well, are they a playoff team? No, they're not. But compared to last year, they're much better, and I I, I would have given them a higher grade simply because you can see the progress. You can yeah. see the steps forward that this team is taking, and they're nowhere near the the team that struggled through the beginning of last season and the, the team that really limped to the finish of last season. This team is much better than that. My error. Thanks for correcting that. They won two of three against Oakland. It just, it just seems like when they play the A's, we think back to those, to those broom moments. Let's talk about Nick Senzel. Oh, yeah. NL Player of the Week, the product uh, from Senzel. Uh, is it a production of him just being healthy right now and being able to play consistently? I think so, and I think that there's something to him uh, being able to play some different positions. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks really good defensively at third base. I Some of the plays that he was uh, making the other day in San Diego, I was joking. I'm like, is that Scott Rowland at third base? No, no, it's Nick Senzel. Okay. But no, he's he's been playing well, and he followed up the Player of the Week announcement by hitting a home run out of Petco Park the other day. Um, he's hit two of the Reds' last three homers overall, uh, which is as much a testament to the lack of power in this lineup as it is to what he has been able to do, considering he's only been up here just a smidge over a week. And I, I've really always wondered what we would get out of Nixon's uh, whenever he's healthy last year was the most amount of games that he had played in an entire season, and he didn't really perform super well. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he can do now that I think pretty much everybody has just about taken every expectation they have off the table with him. They, uh, I've, I've looked at Nixon Zell and said, you know, whatever he gives the Reds in 2023 is pretty much gravy at this point because I don't think anybody's really expecting him to be – a big part of the team moving forward, but who knows? I mean, he keeps this up. He might play himself back into that conversation. Jeff Carr, host of Locked on Reds. Jeff, thanks for your time this week. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. This is the sound of a popular American motorcycle. It's the sound of freedom, the open road, really good times. And this is what it sounds like with a drunk guy in it. How do you like the sound of that? Cops are cracking down on drunk motorcycle riders. If you ride drunk, you will get caught and you will get arrested. Drunk riding. Over the limit, under arrest. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. 
Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate, WBNS-TV in Columbus, has more. Haley Kirby, reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson, in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From, from the Ohio, Ohio News Network. Family dinners, game nights, and holiday parties, it all happens at home. And we want to help you realize your dream of homeownership. We're the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, and if you're ready to buy a home, we may be able to help. Visit myohiohome.org for more information on down payment assistance, lower interest rates, and more. OFA makes purchasing a home more affordable. Visit myohiohome.org. Home ownership. Make it part of your future. Betting happens as fast as sports. And now every play is faster than ever before. You're on the edge of your seat until the moment when it's all on the line. Which is why it's important to pause before you play. Sports are fast. Betting shouldn't be. So remember to set limits, know the risks, and pause before you play. To learn more, visit pausebeforeyouplay.org. Everyone knows you can have a lot of fun outside. But did you know that spending time outdoors is actually good for you? That's right. Spending time in the outdoors can have a positive impact on your body and your mind. Even 15 minutes outside a day can lower your stress and help you feel better. So get out there, visit an Ohio park, and thrive outside. Are you in crisis? Contact Ohio's Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call, text, or chat 988. The Fan. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Tyvis Powell discusses whether the Cavs need to sign former Memphis Grizzly Dylan Brooks. The Cavs should not sign Dylan Brooks. Don't listen to nothing that G Bush says. G is all for it. I'm totally, me and Bull is totally against it. Um, obviously, I thought that he was a better three-point shooter than what he is. He's not. He's a guy that's going to bring you some attitude. And don't get me wrong, the Cavs need some nastiness there. But I don't think that he will solve the answers to help them get further than what they need. What they need is do is surround themselves with shooters. And if he can shoot the three better, I'd be all in. But the fact that he can't shoot the three and he can play Play some good defense. That's not going to move the needle in the NBA today. So, no, I'm good. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Only two fan hosts funk up the entire radio station by microwaving extremely smelly food. And they're both on this show. What's that smell? Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to three. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. 
That's all for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you so much to this week's guests. Columbus-based bodybuilding champion Mike Francois. The Mike Francois Classic Bodybuilding Competition is coming up in June in Dublin, and tickets are still available. Also, big thanks to our friend Brian Plasters from the Ohio Department of Wildlife for sharing some great info with us about fishing in the Buckeye State. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Barringer, Eric Reeser, and Paul Keels, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Color.